0: Hey guys and welcome to the drop-off a daily podcast between father and son about life sports and everything in between Today is Tuesday and we will be doing a What is up with the NBA playoffs right now? So we have been like Throughout the playoffs. We've kind of been giving like our our takes like our views and like what we think is gonna happen so now that the series confer- conference finals in the West is 3-0 to the Warriors. I think we all know who's going to win. But, like, what what do you think has, like, given the Warriors this, like, um, how, how have they gotten this lead so far?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think for the Warriors, it's got to start on the defensive end and the job that they've done on Luka. And really, I mean, I don't think Lucas played that terribly this whole entire series. But what it is, is he hasn't gotten any help from his support players. And really, that's how they ended up you know, kind of turning the series around and win the series versus Phoenix, right? And the, same, the, the way in which they defended Phoenix, that totally flustered Phoenix, uh, that's not going to work against the Golden State Warriors. And so I, I think it, it really has been a matchup issue. And, you know, this is what they say, that the deeper you go into the playoffs, the more your flaws are exposed, Right, and some of the weaknesses of the, the way that Dallas's roster has been built have been exposed in this Western Conference Finals, and so um, you know it's great that the Mavs finally made out of the first round, and obviously, you know there is a chance, you know a low low chance that they could advance, but at, at this point, the series is done, right? And so we're, we're talking about the future, we're talking about what can they do improve, and so um, it is very hard for this. The, remember the heliocentric offenses that we talk about. It's very hard for these heliocentric offenses to succeed if they don't have a secondary ball crit, third, you know, tertiary, uh, a more, um, I guess, egalitarian, someone else who can step up besides Luca Because he, he can't do it all. He's great, but he can't do it all.
0: Yes, I agree. Like, for them to even win maybe tonight and not get swept, I think that, um, do, um, like, Maxi Kleber, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Jalen Brunson, they all need to combine for, like, more than 40 points, I guess, for them to even, like, come close to winning this game.
1: Yeah, I think the stat in the last game, I don't know, I think we heard this, was, like, Kleber and Reggie Bullock were combined 0 for 15 from the field. And if that's the case, like, and you're the um, Mavericks, you're just not winning, right? Um I'm hoping that they do really kind of put up a good fight today, though. And I'm predicting a mass victory. You know, I think they are a proud team. They will be at home. There will be um, a lot of energy coming out, I think, you know, like just to not lay down and give up. And so I'm predicting a game four victory for Dallas um, and then an eventual defeat in either five or six games back Um in San Francisco for the Warriors, what do you think?
0: I mean, at this point, I kind of have to pick a sweep. I mean, they've been so dominant, especially in the third quarter. Um, they're they're maybe like one of the best third quarter teams ever in the playoffs. Like in the third quarter, they've outscored their opponents by like ten points per third quarter, and that's just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Even though I picked the uh, Mavericks to win today. I would not be surprised if the Warriors, <laughs> if the Warriors won. Um, I just don't think Dallas has any answers for the Warriors, def- um, Warriors' offense. And it's not even like the Warriors' offense has played, like, that great up to this point. Um, but, you know, you, you have to worry, if you're the rest of the league, that Steph does seem like he's heating up a little bit. You know, he's kind of struggling a little bit from three. but um, or I, I mean, not struggling, but not up to his usual standards right he, he's he been having a lot more like five for 16 kind of three-point games as opposed to like seven for 16 um and you know that doesn't sound like a lot but that's a <laughs> difference of six points right there that could swing an entire game and so hopefully uh we had a good game tonight um I, I think that's kind of what's been a little bit disappointing about the conference finals is none of the games have been like that close it seems like um you haven't had that really tight game back and forth um I would say in the conference finals, I'm sorry, conference semifinals, you had a really, really classic, great series, Celtics-Bucks, taken all the way to seven. But I don't think you've had any series that's really even been close to matching that, even in terms of intensity for the conference finals.
0: I'm sorry, but um, talking about the Bucks-Celtics series, it wasn't, it was like a game game or a series going to seven but only like two or three of the games were close like the rest were like total blowouts like i think the bucks won by like won one by like 20 i think the celtics won a couple by 20 so not even most of those games weren't even like super tight games besides for like the one where marcus smart like um had like two steals and drew Holiday had like that defensive heroics yeah
1: yeah but even if the scores weren't that close like the the way the games were played were just so intense right the i'm thinking more the intensity of those games and even though the the score might have not been like that super close the game never felt like it was out of hand like it never felt like the other team didn't have a chance and i think that's something that's um that hasn't been the same uh in these finals and so sometimes i say you know uh The actual NBA Finals happens earlier in the playoffs and not necessarily in the NBA Finals when, for whatever reason, the top two teams end up playing because they're the same conference earlier. Um, I wonder if that's the case with uh, Bucks-Celtics. Obviously, the Warriors will have something to say against that. Uh, But that was just... I I just feel like that was just a classic duke it out, head-to-head, Tatum, Giannis, superstars, put it on superstar performances, Uh, just teams that are just so... Um, bought into the team culture. And, I mean, obviously the Heat-Celtics series has been a little like that, but that, ser- that series has just been so weird. Like, back-and-forth blowouts. I mean, obviously you're a big Celtics fan. So as we move to the Easter conference, what do you think about the series so far?
0: I think if, if you're the Celtics, you have to feel really good except for Game 3. I mean, Game 1, you had Al Horford and – um, uh, what's his name? And Marcus Smart out and you won the next game with Marcus Smart and Al Horford and now in game 4 you won with with Al Horford with Al Horford and without Marcus Smart so if, if, as a Celtics fan I think I have to fe- be feeling very good
1: Yeah, I really think it's that is that Al Horford taking up the Daniel Tice minutes. I don't know what the stat is, but Tice is like basically minus one point per minute in the entire series so every minute that tice is on the floor uh boston's losing a point right so the more you can minimize the tice minutes and i don't even know what it is i mean i I haven't really watched the games that closely but if you have robert williams and al horford and robert williams only has to give you obviously he's not fully healthy he's dealing with knee soreness so if he can just give you like 15 like quality minutes and al horford take the rest of those center minutes you know like 33 minutes i think you're feeling pretty good if you're the celtics um, and obviously the Heat are dealing with their own injuries as well. And so it's not like the Heat are perfectly healthy and the Celtics are, are not. Um, Harrow is out for this past game. Obviously Jimmy Butler is dealing with injuries. Kyle Lowry is dealing with injuries. And so it's now it's a best of three, two out of three. The Heat have home court, which, which is usually a sign of kind of, um, an advantage for, uh, the higher C, the home team when series are two to two. But you know, this game five coming up is super, super important. What do you think the keys are for the Celtics as, as you go into game five?
0: I think the key is to, um, well, I think that we definitely need to <clears throat> have Al Horford and Robert Williams. And I think if, Rob, if Marcus Smart can play and have like a defensive game to like 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 he did, not even, like, an offensive performance like he did in Game 2, but even just the defensive performance in Game 2, I think that if he has something like that, then it'll, like, really, like, it'll be really good for him. Our team.
1: Yeah, for me, the key for the Celtics is just limiting turnovers. I, I mean, the Celtics defense, I mean, obviously the Heat defense is great, too. The Celtics are having trouble against the Heat defense, but the Heat in the half court really don't have a chance to score against this full full strength Celtics defense right and so you want to limit their transition opportunities as much as possible and that's what really killed the Celtics in game 3 like the Celtics won every aspect of that game except the turnover battle and i think the heat had like 20 points off of turnovers you take those away and that's kind of a i mean not even take them all away like take half of those away i mean the celtic i think the heat had what did i tell you 17 steals that game and a lot of those steals are like live ball turnovers, right? And so the team's going the other way and gets an easy transition opportunity. Limit those, right? Don't be fleeing the ball over the court. Like, protect the ball. And um, I think I think you have a pretty good chance of winning two out of the next three games. I just think the Heat don't have enough juice on offense um, in order to score against this great Celtics defense.
0: But, um, yeah, so, with, who do you, so, so, who's your pick for this series?
1: Uh, it's definitely Celtics. I'm trying to debate, I'm trying to debate whether I want to go Celtics in six or Celtics in seven. I think I started with Celtics in six at the beginning of the series. So, I'm going to stick with it. I, it sounds kind of crazy to have the Celtics win three games in a row in this series, especially since it's been like so back and forth, like so kind of crazy, like swinging back and forth. Uh, But I think they finally found something. I think hopefully if they can stay healthy, I really do wish that they would give the teams more than one day break. I mean, it's fun to watch basketball every day, but I wonder if just the intensity of having to play playoff basketball um, in these super, super physical games is taking a toll on the health of the teams. And so I wouldn't mind seeing like another extra day break of rest but this is what it is every other day, and so I'm going to go Celtics, hopefully, in six games. What about you?
0: My pick would be Celtics in six, too, just because um, if, if the Celtics are going to win, I think they will be able to win game five back in Miami, and they'll be coming off of that win. They'll have the energetic Celtics crowd behind them, and I think they'll be able to win game six.
1: All right. I hope so. For our sake, I'd love to see that Celtics Warriors in the finals. I think that would be a great series. All right. Well, we've arrived at school. Thanks so much for listening to us wherever you may be listening. We hope that you have a great day. Bye,
0: Dad. Love you. See you later.
1: Love you too, buddy. Bye.